Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And just a quick reminder, this show comes in two formats. We have Real Talk, where it's just me and the mic talking about what's happening in our world today and how that will impact your business. And we have Success Talks, which is the opportunity to talk with some of the top people in their respective fields. They share with you what has made them successful and maybe even some of the struggles along the way. And today is a success talk. And I am honored to have on the show a good friend of mine. We were just talking before the show. We have known each other now for 10 years. And it's Donald Thompson, real estate agent brokered by Keller Williams Realty, the Woodlands and Magnolia out in the Woodlands, Texas. Donald, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeremy. 10 years already. 10 years. And, and you know, to have the the common bond of being an Aggie too, uh, you know, that just makes this episode extra special and something somebody should tune into. Yeah. I mean, yep. we were talking, so I was at champion school of real estate when I met you at a career fair, Keller Williams, uh, you were at Keller Williams at that time. And, uh, well, I, I, you were one of the people that brought me to Keller Williams for sure. So, you know, I'm still grateful for them. Well, I'm glad to glad to have you, and it's been fun to watch even from afar, watching you grow your business over the years. And and I want to jump into that today. I, I think there's some great things that you can share with our listeners, and that's going to help them, you know, finish out the year strong. But more importantly, have a great 2024. The market's a little bit different right now. Um, I'm seeing some great things that are going to open it up a little bit here in the in the near future. And there's some things that we could be doing right now in our business, and you do them really, really well. So I want to talk to you today, Donald, about working your database. Tell me about your database and why it's so important to you. Yeah. Our business is 99% referral-based, and that comes from that database. Um, you know, I was fortunate. I grew up in Houston, so I had a lot of built-in people that I knew. You may remember I, I, I once sold ice hockey on the border of Mexico in Laredo, Texas. I used to be in the sports industry, sports business. If you, could, if you could sell ice hockey down there on the border, you could sell anything. It, it, that's the idea, right? And um, so when I first moved back to Houston, I'd gone to Texas A&M for two degrees there, five years in Laredo. So I had been gone from the Houston area for a while. So the first thing I did, even while I was in training at Keller Williams, I got my phone out and looked at anybody and everybody that had a Houston connection in my contact list and just went down the list and used my new career as an excuse to reconnect. My phone call sounded something like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. And I just want to let you know I'm back here in Houston. Uh, I got a new career and, and, and I'm wanting to reconnect to let you know I'm back here in Houston. And, and before I could even get it out, what, what are you doing? What's your new career? Aren't you selling ice, ice hockey on the border of Mexico? When I told him I was in real estate, uh, that just opened up a lot of doors. And uh, I remember the second person I ever called. And there was a reason she was the second person I ever called. She was an attorney that I worked with in Laredo. And and she had her principal office here in Houston. And I'll never forget it. She said, Donald, that, that's great. My son just got word that he's being transferred from Austin to Houston. He'll be in town this weekend. Can you help him? 
I'm just kind of training, but absolutely. You know, I didn't say that out loud, but, um, but my database has been everything uh, since yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. And I, I, I want to point that out. I, I think a lot of times, you know, I'll get asked that question as a, as a coach, somebody will say, well, what do I, what do I say? And I think you just demonstrated how simple it was just to pick up the phone, get past the fear of doing that, make yeah. the call and just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, I'd love to have your support. You know, um, a lot of times we'll make those calls. They're not making a decision right then, right? It's building that relationship and 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 sticking with them um, over time before they might use you. So super, yeah. super simple. Um, so you said 99% comes from your database. Are you using a particular platform or CRM to manage your, your data? Yeah, I use what's called a referral maker CRM system um, that keeps track. Of, I have it open here right in front of my screen here. And um, the main things we do are calls, notes, and pop buys. So it's all, it's all about voice-to-voice -voice and face-to-face -face and creating those voice-to-voice -voice and face-to-face -face interactions. You talked about here at the end of the year what we do. Our biggest thing every year is we have a, a large a client Christmas party. We call it a posada, kind of a Mexican-themed posada at our house. Um, last year we had over 120 people come for that, including the kids. And, you know, it's not always about the party itself. The party is the reason to call. I always need, you know, even though I'm very strong with my database, I know them, most of them I have a personal relationship with. I still struggle to make those calls too. You know, it's hard for me to just call without a reason and just, Jay, Jeremy, how's everything going with you in the house? I, I don't feel comfortable with it. I need a reason to call. So I'm either calling to invite them to something like this Posada or in the summer we have a movie night for our clients or I'm trying to bring value. You know, the last couple of weeks here in Texas, we had a big election that no one seemed to know about where Proposition 4 was one of the big things on the ballot to drastically decrease our property taxes. I called every single client, every single person in my database one-on-one -on -one and made sure they knew about this Proposition 4. So I'm bringing value or bringing education about um the biggest asset they own. I've always said a financial advisor, your financial advisor should call you once or twice a year to tell you what's going on with your financial retirement assets, right? Well, why don't we as realtors do that or lenders do that for people with their biggest, most personal assets? So I always try to mix in a few calls a year talking about that and or inviting them to something. Um, so Donald, let me go back. Yeah, let me go back on that, that proposition for this. That's brilliant. That's a great reason to call. Let me ask, how many people actually knew about Proposition 4 when you made the call? Called over 100 in a couple of weeks, uh, five. I, I remember I was thinking it was about four or five because it was less than a handful. I actually knew about it, and that's just knowing about it. But, okay, which one do I vote for? Is it a yes vote? Is it a no vote? All that. And they appreciated the fact that I would call and let them know something about their property taxes. I have no skin in that game. I'm not getting any any pay for for them doing it but i'm looking out after their asset because here in texas our property taxes are high uh, so to get that down they just appreciated that i was looking out for them for a way to save money on a product that i've already sold them um is what really resonated with a lot of people and yeah like you said most of them didn't even know about it yeah it you know it gives you that that genius factor when you call it's like oh my gosh you know donald knows everything and and they remember that value you bring. So when that time comes again and they get that itch to, to buy, sell, or invest in something, who are they going to call? They're going to call the person that's informing them uh, constantly. Right. Top of mind awareness. But, 
you know, I was talking about it's a three level thing. When someone's thinking about real estate or knows someone who's thinking about buying or selling real estate, yeah, it has to start with top of mind awareness, right? But it has to go beyond that. It's one thing to, oh yeah, Donald, this person's thinking about selling, Donald pops into mind, but they got to like you as well. It's one thing to say, ah, yeah, Donald, he's a realtor, but he's a real jerk. I'm not going to refer him. So they got to know about you, like you, but then believe that you're the right person to help them. That competency is one thing to think Donald, he's a good guy, but I don't know if he can really be the one that could help my mother. So <laughs> well, you got to overcome that jerk part. So gosh, yeah, you, you can't overcome the jerk part. It don't matter who you are. But, <laughs> uh, so but that's the relationship aspect of it. I mean, I, I'm a relational person by nature. I genuinely like my clients. Um, you know, they've made a big impact on me as well. So yeah, I want to look out for that and bring them value to ensure when the time comes, my philosophy is simple. If I take care of my clients like I would my own family, when the time comes for them or someone they know to buy or sell, yeah, I, I do expect you know them to, to think of me and refer me in that sense. So, so yeah, yeah, I heard a great uh, great analogy today is when you when you have that client, it's like going out and planting a tree, and that tree then sprouts branches because you do such a great job for them that they refer you out to another person then another person and it just it multiplies over over time so i like to think about it as you know plant, out here planting all these trees yep we have one client uh what's called the smith they were they, before they even bought and sold a house they referred me quite a few clients well those clients that they referred me to have referred me to other clients so i always call it the smith tree okay from mm -hmm. this smith tree this one seed it has grown these different branches and now those people they refer have referred others. So their branches are growing all started with, with one referral uh, from them. So um, that's amazing. It, it takes time. You got to be intentional about that. You know, it, it's organic in that nature um, to, to grow that. And you got to keep in touch and do the right things. You mess up uh, one of those yeah. deals. It's over. You know, my biggest goal is like, so Jeremy, if you refer me to somebody, it would, my biggest object or, or goal would be for the person that you referred to me to call you back and say, Jeremy, God, thank you for referring me to DT. He really took care of us and went above. That's my job. Cause if they call you and say, Jeremy, why the heck did you refer me to this DT guy? Hey, you're never going to refer me again. That's, that's your reputation on the mm -hmm. line. When I first. So I take that very, very seriously. Yet we have fun with our clients. You know, one of the things when we started to build the business a little bit, we always did traditional celebratory photos in front of their house we'd have the soul sign and we're not just sitting here so it's a we're jumping in the air we're chest bumping soul sign and it was two things i wanted to put it on facebook or social media for people to say man donald sold in their house he, he must be you know pretty good at what he does but man his clients look like they have fun with him uh and that really was the way i started it out was just posting those celebratory photos tagging the person other people could you know their friends could see it and it just be kind of game to spread uh through that so, so I think, Donald, the people that are, are listening in and, and know you, can you say that the airtime that you had in some of those air, earlier photos, are, do you have the same airtime now? Because I've seen those photos and they're amazing. Yeah, you know, my vertical is not quite what it was, nor is my hang time. Um, but uh, I still got it. Jay, I'm only 42. I can still get up. And I, if it wasn't for my son, I work out with my son two, three times a week in the morning. He, he keeps me in shape. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I think this kind of leads to an interesting conversation in that I know you have some tech in the background that's that's kind of working to support your business. And there's a lot of companies out there, even the company that you work for, that there's a heavy push with tech. 
Yet I'm seeing the agents that I'm coaching that spend more time in their database and more relational and using just the tech to support it, not run the business, are having more success. Is that what you're experiencing? Yeah, I'm not super high tech myself. Um, you know, I'm just getting into LinkedIn a little bit more for crying out loud. But it, it goes back to, I mean, we're so busy with what's in our phone. And, and I think ever since COVID, not to get too deep with it, but people have become more introverted, more rec rec reclusive in their nature. And um, how many how many calls do you get from people just calling to check in with you besides your mom and grandma, maybe kind of thing? Not so, a lot. Yeah. It, it goes back to the we're human. We're wired for connection and uh, to have those face to face, voice to voice interactions. Yeah, I may be calling leading with a real estate related thing because I want to respect people's time and do all that. But we get into those conversations and build those relationships about the family, the kids. They know about my family and kids. Uh, most of a lot of my clients have met my family because my wife is licensed with me. She's a part of my team. And um and we got her. You just never want to be a transactional realtor where you're on to the next. And a lot of clients feel that way. And as realtors, we don't intend to do that. We're we're talking to them every day during that transaction. All of a sudden, the transaction closes, and most realtors they're on to the next one. And I don't think they do it by uh, by you know just by nature. Or but we got to remember those clients and, and not reaching back out to those clients after the closing it almost makes them feel like they're being used. Well, gosh, Donald was my best friend for the whole thing, and then after it closed, I never heard from. Him. We don't want that. Yeah, it's almost uh, like a bad, it's almost like a bad breakup. Hey, things are, I thought things were going good, you know, yeah. and, you know, Donald left me. I'm and, big uh, on group text with my clients, with the husband and wife, we do a lot of group text. So sometimes if it's been a few weeks after a closing and I followed up with them to see how everything's going, but sometimes it's like, I, I miss our group text. I just want to call and, you know, have fun in the group text again. And, um, but no, it's back to the basics. It's breaking bread. Uh, I love having coffees or, or breakfast with my clients and just seeing them. Um, but it has to come from a genuine state and you know, it does. Now, do I talk and keep in touch with every single past client we've ever had? Not necessarily. Right. But, uh, the majority we do. And, um, you know, it comes from a genuine relational aspect of it. Do you, do you work a, a system? Is there like a top 50, top 100? Is there some sort of system to help you manage that? Because I know, especially with an agent that's been in the business 10 years, your business, your database can get really big and it's a little more difficult to manage. Yeah, our, our CRM system asks us to rate, like I said, rate um, clients. We have A plus, A, Bs, and A plus is probably someone who has used us and or referred us multiple clients in maybe a year span. An A, maybe uh, one or two. A B is maybe someone who's used us in the past but hasn't quite referred. A C is someone that we feel like, you know, could be a potential client or could have the potential to refer. So, yeah, there are rankings in that way do i follow it where i hit my a pluses more than my a's it's probably pretty consistent all the way through to be honest on it um i don't really look at him as hey this guy's an a plus so he's more important to me than this i i'm just not wired that way but per a ranking in the crm there are rankings for those kind of kind of things how much time do you spend in your crm you talk about adding notes and you know making these calls and following up with people or maybe you go out to to breakfast and you you come back and update your your CRM. How how often are you touching that? So it's always open. I, I'm looking at my computer here to my right, and it's one of my tabs that's always open um, to kind of go in. Do I enter stuff into the stream every day? Maybe not. You know, I have a call where I'll maybe take a little few notes, and then maybe it's on a Saturday morning or maybe later that evening. I'll go back and just enter those notes because it's important to me to realize. Okay, when's the last time I touched them? What did we talk about? 
oh, that's right. They had that baby on the way. So I do try to do that. I learned that in the sports industry business when we were selling ticket sales, season ticket sales. Ticket sales reps were a revolving door of that. So we had to have a record the way the CRM guy told us is, hey, if you were to be let go or just move on, the next ticket sales rep who gets that client, how will they know anything about that client unless you enter that data into that CRM? So I'm pretty detail, thorough, detail-oriented kind of person to begin with. So that's something that I actually enjoy doing. So I'm pretty on top of it. Do I enter every single activity in there? Probably not, but I'd like to think the majority of it because that's my book of business and I need to stay on top of it. What's your, what's, what are you more most passionate about? What, what do you like doing most as, as a lead generation method for your business? Is it the events? What is, what is it you enjoy most? Probably so. Because um, again, I'm relational, so I like that face-to-face. Uh, our favorite thing is our annual Christmas Posada party. And we go all out. Uh, my wife's really good about coordinating that stuff. Like I said, it's here at her house. We get you know, 50 dozen tamales. My wife's making a bunch of pozole. Boy, if you never have pozole, Jeremy, I'm telling you, especially my wife's. Um, we got Santa, pinata, and it's just creating an event where people can come to your home. It's more unique. And I really learned that working down on the border in Laredo. I remember being invited to a, a person's uh, home one time for a dinner. And especially in that Hispanic culture, that's a very big honor to, to be able to receive that and to be invited. So we've always wanted a home that we could invite people into ourselves and, and have that. And uh, this year we did a movie night. We rented out a movie theater. It was the Indiana Jones premiere. We had those. That was always fun. Uh, I, was, I was decked out as Indiana Jones. People thought I was actually Indiana Jones, right? You, you can't really blame them, right? But uh, I see it. Fun. those are my favorite things. Uh, and then just the calls. You know, I, I like calling people and telling them about this proposition for where they can save taxes. I, that's fulfilling to me knowing that it's helping them, especially in these times where it's high inflation, high cost high insurance, high taxes. If there's a way that we can save that, I want them to know that. That makes me feel good. You've been in the business now 10 years and you've had a lot of success. I've, I've watched you from afar. You've, you're a successful agent, top Thank agent. You. Thank you. What, what do you think has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome that? I guess the biggest challenge to start with is just starting. You know, you hear a lot of people say, I could have made more money flipping burgers my first year or so selling real estate. It's just getting out of that comfort zone and making those initial calls and, and putting yourself out there, being a little vulnerable to put yourself out there to, to make those calls and reconnect with people without the drunk monkey on your shoulder, making it seem like you're a salesman. Oh, you're just bothering them. It's getting over that call reluctance to call, but having value when you do call. And, and now I would say it's one of the most challenging times in the business too. You know, you got record high interest rates. Uh, slowed demand, uh, a lot of stuff going on there, and it's a challenge too. But you know, you keep you know building into that database, um, you can overcome it. But you know, there's always a seasonal. Um, you know, sometimes you have issues with clients, <laughs> um, but just this the start, getting over the hump, and getting over the call reluctance um, mentality to just get out there and connect. People need to hear from. You. Um, and if you're calling with value, you should call. So I think those are always the biggest, the day-to-day struggles of connecting. If there's one piece of advice, whether it be a seasoned agent or a new agent, you know, just, just based on your observation of what's happening in our, in our markets today, what is one piece of advice that you could share to help move them closer to, towards their goals? 
I mean, I, I'm sorry to keep sounding like a broken record, but it is to dive into that database and don't deflect away from it. I mean, your database, if you've been in the business long enough, is your your gold. And, you know, you don't want to go out and run and hide. You know, it's kind of like if a big company is undergoing a big PR issue, what they say is get out in front of it and, and control the narrative of those kind of things. So just staying in front, um, you have to find your database of champions that are going to get you. And when you do get those clients, you have to treat them like they are your own family. They are everything to you because if you do it right, the referrals and repeat business will come. So something new, um, but the biggest piece of advice is grow that database. And if you don't have a database, your job is to grow a database, go and meet people or that's networking, whatever it may be, but be genuine in that and, and look at it from their perspective of, you know, what do they need from me? If you, like Zig Ziglar always said, he'll help enough people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want kind of thing. Uh, and it's that mindset. We're, we're servers. I used to be a waiter. You know, we are serving that client and looking out for their best interest in, in a world where everything's skeptical and people wonder what the value of an agent is and all those kind of things. A person who really understands it, they get it. And when I asked that question, I knew that was going to be your answer. And I asked it specifically because I knew that would be your answer. So those are listening today. If you don't have a database, you don't have a business. And like Donald said, go grow one, go, yeah. go make one happen. If you're a seasoned agent, make sure that you're nurturing it. Make yeah. sure that you're adding and feeding it constantly. Um, it, it is your business. And if you don't have one or you're not nurturing it, it's just going to, it's going to die off and not serve you well. So I have said on purpose and you got the right answer. So well, you get an a, a plus today. Well, let me add to this. Like I said, I always need a reason to call, right? And, and it can't be doing the same things over and over, just inviting them to parties. You got to bring value. Biggest thing that turned our business around was hiring a coach. So we got a business real estate coach who, you know, 10 years in the business, it's more of like a, Hey, I know what I need to do. I need to learn how to hit this outside curveball a little bit better. So it's refining. It's the mindset, motivations, and methodologies of success. And we all need coaches, even professional baseball players need coaches to refine us and develop us, not get set in our ways and habits and, and pushing us and holding us accountable and doing those things, but just a different objective mindset of, hey, have you thought about doing this? I mean, the whole Posada idea, which is our most successful event every year, that was that came from my coach. Um, they probably never thought about something like that. And um, that's one of the most successful things we do, just like the movie night. Uh, everything else. So the coach is who kind of continues to develop because you can get stale in this business, just doing the same thing over and over. And you're wondering why you're getting less traction. It's the developing and constant refining that a coach brings from that outside perspective. And especially if you can find a coach who is, is really coaching you to your personalities and your strengths, you know, how you would coach me would be very different than how you would coach the next person. So that's huge. That, that's been our big thing since about 2018. And we saw our business really jump up since that point. So that'd be the other thing. And it is not a cost thing. It's an investment thing is what I would say. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And for, for you to say it, not me, uh, I think that's powerful because there's a lot of people that I'll have those conversations with and they don't understand it necessarily coming from a coach. But when they have somebody that has success, and it's because of the coach that's helped them. And, and the coach is just there, right? The, the coach is the igniter. At the end of the day, Donald still has to do the work, still has to do the business. Uh, but it does get you to see with a different perception, different lens when you look out into the world and, and can kind of make changes. It's just moving the needle sometimes. 
really big things could happen. So thank you for sharing that. Donald, I, I appreciate you being on here today, but I want people to know how they can connect with you. Maybe they're looking at buying, selling, or investing in a home. What areas do you serve and how can they connect? So I'm in the Tomball, Woodland, Cypress area myself, our office in one. So it's mostly Northwest Houston, but we were talking before the call, we have a listing out in the Tascacita, Humble area. So we do go all over, but I would say our main niche is, is Northwest Houston. Um, you, you can always find me just through my website. It's, so we're the DT team. Does not stand for the Donald Thompson team. DT stands for dedicated, trustworthy. So the DT team, and if you ever Google me, uh, the story of my life. My last name is Thompson, but I do not have a P in my last name. So if you Google Donald Thompson and spell it normally, there's actually another realtor named Donald Thompson in Houston. Uh, wrong person. <laughs> so <laughs> our website, thedtteam.com is probably the best way. Uh, well, Donald, thank you again for, for being on the show today and, and all the information you shared, taking time out of your schedule. I know right before we got on, you're, you were hard at work negotiating uh, for your clients and you're right in the midst of that. So to be able to take the time out to do this, um, I know you're going to bless some of the people that that listen to this. They're going to hear something today that's going to spark something in their world to get them on a path so that they can have the success that you're having in your business. So thank you again. I'd love that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. Until next time, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.